0: Joe Coulomb spent a decade getting punched in the gut by 7-Eleven, and then he built a $20 billion powerhouse. He's the guy behind Trader Joe's, and this is the company that wins by consistently breaking the rules of retail all the time. And I'm going to tell you guys about Trader Joe's today and how they do what they do. Before we get to that, If you're new here, my name is John Davids. I've helped my clients make over $200 million working with my agencies. You can learn more at johndavids.com. I make content like this, the podcast and the YouTube to help you get smarter about business and growth and building your brand. If you like this kind of stuff, make sure to subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff on the podcast feeds. Leave a rating, leave a review, please. Helps us surface higher up. The show's getting lots and lots of listeners, but I want to keep growing, of course, on YouTube. Leave a comment. I will reply. And now, let's get to the show. You're listening to Making It with John Davids. All right, so today we are talking Trader Joe's. I love Trader Joe's. If you guys don't love Trader Joe's, or if you haven't been to Trader Joe's, you don't know what you're missing. Let me take you back to 1958. That's where we're going to start. So there's a guy named Joe, and he's got convenience stores, but he is getting pummeled, beaten by the industry heavyweight, specifically 7-Eleven. So after a whole long time, and listen, a lot of entrepreneurs wait way too long by getting pummeled and pummeled over and over, finally, they take a U-turn. And that is what Joe did. Around 1958, he spins up a concept for a new store playing off the popular tiki culture craze. This is really big back in the late 1950s, early 1960s. He's targeting the college-educated, well-traveled consumer. These are people on the come up. They want something new. They want something exciting. They are not delighted by the current grocery options. And Joe's got the answer for that. He calls it Trader Joe's. He's about to launch a brand new kind of store. So fast forward now to 1967, Joe opens up in California, the very first Trader Joe's, selling really interesting products at very low prices. And right away, you walk in the store and it's a vibe. It is a unique experience. The decor is laid back, the products are exotic, the ambiance, it's kind of like a foodie treasure hunt. You like what you see and you're delighted by what you see. Most importantly, Joe is offering high-quality products at very low prices. Bananas, hummus, peanut butter. You can get all the good stuff, all the essentials, and all the nice-to-haves, too, for less. But Joe's not going to stop there. He's got a hit on his hands. He's got a cool retail concept. But he wants to make it bigger and better. And he's about to make it really big. So a few years in, he gets the idea for a private label you see trader joe's isn't just interested in selling other people's stuff they want to sell their own stuff today fast forward to 2024 the company makes 80 percent of the merchandise you see on their shelves that's why they all say trader joe's on them or different plays on on trader joe's you walk down the aisles and you'll see things like chili and lime roll tortilla chips chicken soup dumplings, everything but the bagel seasoning, and a lot more. People love the Trader Joe's private label business, and it's all stamped with their signature logo. This stuff isn't your typical house brand. People go nuts for it, and you better get it while you can because if it doesn't sell, it's gone. Trader Joe's is ruthless. Only the best stuff makes it onto their shelves, and that's just one piece of their brilliance. Let me get to the real retail genius of Trader Joe's. For all the quirky irreverence that you see in this store, you will know something about TJ's if you don't already. These guys are not screwing around. Check out these numbers. Stores carry only 4,000 items, 4,000 SKUs, and that compares with about 50,000 at a typical grocery store chain. Huge selection is normal. The more stuff, the better. More square footage. Let's cram it all in. Joe's got 4,000 items, and that means they're only going to keep top sellers. If something's not working, it is gone. It is out of there. They have average sales of $2,054 per square foot. That is very, very high in the industry, and that adds up to about $20 billion as of 2023. Let me give you some comparisons, by the way. Apple is the top retailer overall in terms of highest sales per square foot. They average $5,546. Tiffany & Co. leads the jewelry retail business $2,951 per square foot. Lululemon is at about $1,560 a square foot. And yes, Trader Joe's, just over $2,000 per square foot. A lot of money from every single inch of that store. Quick break so I can tell you about Demand Scope. Demand Scope is a performance marketing agency that helps you acquire new customers, keep them hooked, and scale profitably. Google ads, Instagram ads, TikTok ads, landing pages, email, and more. There are so many ways to get customers today, but if you're not doing it right, you'll end up blowing a whole bunch of money. And that's why I launched Demand Scope. We're here to make sure you're doing it right. Get more customers today and scale effectively. Learn more at Demandscope.co. That's Demandscope.co. Items are frequently discontinued, creating urgency and stockpiling among customers. Or maybe just me, I don't know. But when I go there and I see products that I like, I buy a lot of them. I pack them up, I bring them home, I put them in storage because I don't know when they're going to be back and I don't know if they're going to be gone forever. Trader Joe's doesn't just have customers, and this is the best part of the story, because Trader Joe's spends exactly nothing on paid advertising. They don't have to. They have fanatics. Google it. You'll find blogs, forums, Facebook groups all run by fans. I actually found an Instagram page with over a million followers, and it's a fan page. Go to Google and check this out. I want you to Google Trader Joe's Facebook group, okay? The top results. Facebook group Trader Joe's, 1.1 million followers. That's for a whole bunch of stuff, one-of-a-kind items I found at Trader Joe's, a random fan page. 61,000 followers is the next fan page. 133,000 followers. Now Google Trader Joe's Instagram. The actual Instagram for Trader Joe's has 3 million followers. Then you have people who have 1.9 million followers, 84,000 followers, 106,000 followers, 170,000 followers. And these are all fan pages. No one is getting paid to do this. People are using it like a status symbol. They just love this brand so much. This is the definition, guys, of a customer community because when you see people self-organizing to evangelize a brand, it's the height of a customer community and it's the most powerful marketing vehicle in the world. You can't have anything better than that. Why do people love this brand though? What is it? I think it's a combination of a solid foundation of high quality Affordable prices and a quirky atmosphere. I sort of compare it to Costco in the sense that they have their total vibe nailed down. It doesn't feel like anything else. When you're in Trader Joe's, especially because these places are in suburban environments, you sort of feel like you're out in the country. You feel like you're out in the middle of nowhere, but you have all the amenities of the city. And so you've got this treasure hunt vibe where you just know if you walk in, even if you go to Trader Joe's all the time, you're going to be surprised and delighted. The samples, the new product selection, the interesting things, the names, it's just something fun to do. Again, limited selection means if the other guy's got 50,000 items and you got 4,000, you've got less than 10% about the other guy has, of course, you're going to do better. Of course, you're going to be more interesting. And then they have the FOMO effect. Products are frequently discontinued, creating urgency, stockpiling FOMO. You know, guys like this don't need to advertise because the customers do all the advertising for them. Even digital marketing, by the way, Google ads, Facebook ads, nothing. They don't spend anything on advertising because the community is enormous. The big lesson that I take from Trader Joe's is that when your product is good enough and when you can surprise and delight your customer on a consistent basis, they will do the greatest advertising for you. They will be there to shout out your name when anybody is looking for something. It's like you feel good saying, hey, you know what, check these guys out because I really, really love this brand. And we see this with brands people love. Canada Goose, Lululemon, Apple, Samsung. It's a status symbol. It's also something that people love sharing. So because this is in your home, it's a food item. It's something that you're gonna share with guests, make a meal out of it. It's an interesting conversation piece. So there's so much that goes into this brand and I wanna get something across. I talk to a lot of clients over at Influicity who will say, how do we track the return on brand? How do we know that what we're spending to build our brand or what we're spending to build our customer community, which is what we do, how do we know it's working? And the ultimate measurement of any of that stuff is you see it over and above in all of your channels. Your performance marketing works better. Your Google ads work better. Your Facebook ads work better. If you're running television, if you're running billboard, if you're running sponsorship, every single vehicle works better because the affinity for your brand is just that much higher. You don't need to beg somebody to click your link. You don't need to beg somebody to open your email up. They want to. They feel like it. It's sort of like you go to Netflix and you see your favorite show pop up. How hard does Netflix need to work to get you to click on that show? Not hard at all. You see, Taylor Swift tickets are going on sale. How much does Ticketmaster have to beg you to buy Taylor Swift tickets if you're a Swifty? Not very much at all, because you really want it, because the affinity is already there. Never underestimate the power of brand affinity, brand love. It is the most powerful thing you can have. And that's why brands like Trader Joe's are succeeding and crushing it. I love looking at Trader Joe's and taking hints and taking tips because they've been doing it for decades. I want to know what you guys think. Let me know in the comments on YouTube. Of course, subscribe, leave a review on Apple, Spotify, and get me at johndavids.com. I'll talk to you guys next time.